You are listening to Reach MD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. Welcome to a Reach MD special report, Cardiology News, from this year's American College of Cardiology annual meeting, ACC 2008. We're in Chicago at McCormick Place, where thousands of cardiologists have convened to listen to new research reports on thousands of studies in one of the largest medical meetings anywhere. We are coming to you direct from studios at the press room at the meeting, where we're talking to some of the nation's leading researchers about findings that just might change your medical practice. Join us in the coming weeks as we present a series of reports on findings from ACC 2008 of interest not only to cardiologists, but to many other health professionals as well. Our guest is Dr. Melda Dolan here at the conference. And Dr. Dolan, where are you when you're not trying to find your way through the massive halls of McCormick Place? I am actually practicing in St. Louis University Hospital. I am an associate research professor of cardiology, of echocardiography, and director of research in cardiology department. Now, the work you presented at the meeting here is a very interesting study on contrast agents which the FDA has issued a black box warning and a number of people have expressed concern and it's been a thing that people have worried about risks associated with contrast agents. Now your study turned up something a little different. That is true. We are one of the leading institutions in the country, as well as University of Nebraska, who are the co-authors of this research. So we have been using these agents from 1999, and we have the privilege of looking retrospectively to a huge number of patients. Not only that, we were the privilege of being able to match this group with another group who had not received contrast and then compare head-to-head the event rate in the both groups in order to make sure the contrast agents are not responsible for that concern. Now, before we get to the details of the findings, contrast agents are so widely used and there has been this concern, whether rightly or wrongly. Has this kind of study not been done before? And and if not, why not? This kind of study have not been done that detailed before. But of course, before the approval of these agents through phase three studies, FDA amended to a lot of studies with uh, smaller numbers. And there were no concerns with respect to safety and versus efficacy of the agent. That's how the approval of the first agent came in 1997. If I remember correctly, the second agent had been approved as of 2001. And during the practice throughout the nation, I don't think, even though here and there we have some concerns or adverse events, they were so minimal, negligible, we never thought there would be a black box on these agents because the benefit, even though not truly formally looked at, obviously was so overwhelming over the risk. If there is risk, I don't even think that there is risk. We did not expect the black box warning, so it was a quite surprise. Well, tell us, before we talk more about the black box, tell us now about the study. How many patients did you look at? What did you do? And what were the findings? The study, uh, the part that we have presented today is we look at almost 24,000 patients who receive contrast for regular resting echoes. And these patients have been followed for short-term follow-up with respect to non-fatal MI or death of any causes. 
And then this group had been matched with the same parameters with another group of consecutive patients who did not receive contrast just because they were to start with, had optimal images, so we don't need to use contrast. And we look at the same parameters for short term in that group, head to head. And there were no differences. And in the first group, 24,000 patients almost, we have three non-fatal MI, which was easy to explain because these patients were referred to cardiac cath lab and after the test, and they had already established uh, severe stenosis in the territory of the area where they had a heart attack. So that explains, and we did not combine this to usage of contrast, but the baseline problem of the patient. And there is one death in that group that was actually 12th day of the patient in the hospital in that particular study. The patient had a totally different diagnosis, acute renal failure, and had also developed a disseminated intravascular coagulopathy before the contrast study it has done. So he was about to die when we had the study, and a day after they lost the patient on the 12th day of the stay, so we did not even think it was any relation, but it is in that group, so we report that in that group. In the other group who did not receive contrast, we also had one death, and we had seven non-fatal MI, even more MI in that group, so they were almost identical. For those of you who have just joined us, you are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. This is a special report from the American College of Cardiology's annual meeting, ACC 2008. We're coming to you from the ACC press room in Chicago. We're talking to Dr. Melda Dolan about contrast agents and how little risk they have. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. What is your judgment of the risk, if any, of contrast agents based on the data from this study? My judgment on the base of that study is the safety profile of contrast agent according to this big study has been relooked or redefined again, and it's very, very low. So as of today, I can easily say that they are still very safe agents to use. Not only that, what we gain by using these agents, the benefit over the risk is overwhelmingly high, so it outweighs the risk. So why not when we have an agent that outweighs the risk, and if it comes with very minimal uh, rate of event, even we cannot even prove that that is related to contrast, let's assume that it is in the worst scenario, I would prefer to use it in order to prevent the other patients going under further events because if we do not use these agents, we will not be able to make the right diagnosis. Then that's really important, especially in critical conditions like acute care syndrome and pulmonary emboli and so on and so forth. So time is of essence in some cases, and you want to use the simplest test to go to the direct diagnosis. If you had to tick off the benefit, speed of the test would be one. Correct. What would the others be? And the accuracy. And again, uh, very easy to do, to implement. And also, it makes the error factor much less by using these agents. If you don't use these agents, you have lead the patient to a wrong direction. 
one little example to you. A patient can come with chest pain, and if you did not use the agent, you may think that, and you are doing stress echo, you may say, well, the walls cannot be evaluated very well, but we didn't see any abnormal wall motion, so probably normal test, and send patient home without further investigating the chest pain, whereas when you do the test, you may end up not sending the patient to home. Instead, you send the cardiac cat lab and do preventive intervention on that patient and prevent a heart attack. So that is that clear cut for me. The benefit that you get is so overwhelming and I don't want to give up for that benefit. Is your perception that practicing cardiologists are concerned about the risks? Was that part of the reason you want to do this study? Are these being used as much as they should be? Should they be used more often? What's your sense of the situation? We were not concerned, and we have no concern about the safety, but we want to increase the use of contrast, and we want to prove the efficacy. So most of the uh, are looking at the data was for the efficacy and additive incremental value of different things we can gain from contrast. For example, I gave one part of the study to you on 24,000 patients. The second part of the study is looking at the patients with dobutamine stress echo and see the incremental value of contrast on the sensitivity and the accuracy of studies comparing these studies to gold standard angiography. A third part of study looking at myocardial perfusion, which you may gain by using contrast, and looking at the incremental value of perfusion, what it adds to the study. Without using perfusion, we would miss several studies and call them normal, and we converted that to abnormal study by the help of a perfusion. Are these other studies part of this continuing study uh, with this group, these other things you're talking about? Yes, actually these are, and I presented, and we have actually more extended numbers because we have another institution, Mayo, who join us, and we have a manuscript almost up to 40,000 patients, uh, additional 15,000 patients with stress echo, and we are about to turn in this manuscript to one of the major journals. Now, do you have any preliminary data you can discuss from any of those findings? Or? Yeah, preliminary data is exactly in the footsteps of what I have talked about a couple of hours ago in this convention center. Overall, the summary, these agents that we use, contrast agents, during any echocardiographic study, either resting or stress echo, are very helpful. They convert suboptimal non-diagnostic studies to diagnostic studies, and the risk, if we want to call it as risk of using these agents, are as similar as to the patient population where you do the study without using the agent. So you cannot tell to a patient not to have a cardiac cat because there is 0.05% of problem there. They need to have it in order to get treatment and patient knowing that undergo for that test. So in life, that's how I look at it. If you have known that there is so much benefit, there is sometimes if there is a little risk, you need to take the risk in order to take advantage of that overweighing benefit. And the other part of the study is, again, we emphasize uh, these agents never been shown in the FDA insert for any agent. 
to be used uh, during stress echo, so it is going to be one of the biggest study population that we can show with a big follow-up, long-term follow-up, up to 92 months, stress echo findings. So that's a good way of proving that these agents also help in the diagnosis of coronary artery disease. Well, that's all the time we have. Thanks very much for taking time to chat with us, and especially for walking what seems like miles down to the end of the convention center to find me. You have been listening to ReachMD Special Report, Cardiology News, from this year's American College of Cardiology Annual Meeting, ACC 2008. We have been talking to Dr. Melda Dolan. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. This is the latest in a series of special reports from ACC 2008, coming to you direct from the press room at McCormick Place in Chicago. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. This is ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com, where you will find a program guide and podcasts of this and previous shows. Thanks so much for listening.